My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies, the best golf app in the business. Download it now. This is the Tour Championship 2018 from Eastlake. Tour Junkies. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. This is a great episode for the Tour Championship. Me and Pat have a great time with this one, breaking down DJ and Paulina's relationship on the rocks. We're going to give you a little inside info from the Tony Finau event that we attended this past week. Funny story about Zach Johnson. Uh, We're going to tease a phenomenal, phenomenal Ryder Cup episode we've got upcoming with a great guest that you do not want to miss. Of course, we're going to break down the Tour Championship, Eastlake, all the different scenarios, what you need to be aware of, the course, the course fit, DFS strategy, DraftKings stuff, all that's going to be great. As always, we're presented by 18 Birdies. If you guys download the 18 Birdies app and submit Tour Junkies as the promo code when you go to download, you get one free year of premium access. That's a whole year of premium access. On the 18 Birdies app, you can do all kind of stuff. It is literally a one-stop shop for golf app, whether you play real golf or you just love following it, love following the tour. The 18 Birdies app has everything you need, so check that out. We really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, even in this down season during the NFL. We know that uh, golf takes a back seat, so we appreciate all the loyal listeners. Great contest in this one, by the way, that popped up about Pat being in French prison. So you're going to want to check that out and participate in the contest. All right, here you go. Enjoy the show. What's going on, Golf Addicts? Tour Junkies podcast. After a little hiatus, 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 hiatus. That word's funny. That's a funny word. It is kind of a funny word. Yeah. Hiatus. Sounds like like a disease, like a STD. I got the I got a little case of the hiatus, you know. I yeah. need a couple bros, one to hold each arm, one. To, yeah, never mind. This has already gotten off to a great start. But hey, uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic start. It's a little hiatus, but we're back for the tour championship. We're gonna get into that. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. Pat, I just want to start off on a real wholesome note because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of golf news has gone down in the last couple of weeks since mm-hmm. we've had a show, you know. And uh, I want to start off, you know, right where it hurts, right, right. Right in the um, extramarital affair, potentially, Mm. department with DJ and Paulina, the hottest couple on the PGA Tour, possibly, arguably, you could, you could, you could, one could argue, you know, if you're, if you're only into looks and really nothing else, you could argue. Um, DJ and Paulina, the hot item, rumored, rumored that the two are on the rocks, as Paulina has completely obliterated, just, just DJ gone extinct on Paulina's Instagram account. Any any thoughts on that, Pat? How deep have you dug into there, into into what's going on right now? Because I've actually dug in a little bit. I, I was curious to know if I was the only one, or if you happen to dig into that. 
Uh, any thoughts you may have on the DJ Paulina situation? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, so is that what happens these days? Like when you get like you you go through a little rocky spot and you just delete somebody from your social media. You know, I haven't thought about that. I guess that's what happens. I mean, I I guess that's what happens. You and I are both too old to have grown up dating and courting courtships in the social media world were not a, a thing when you and I were doing it. So I don't know. Maybe I guess I mean the is. first thing isn't to like talk it through. Maybe get some counsel- well, maybe counseling did, or whatever. It's just it's just yeah, hey, but maybe they did. We don't know that. We don't know that. Maybe they did. No, but I mean everything seemed you know fine for a while. I, I don't know. Whatever. I mean. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm a little bit broken up about it. Mm. But not, you, did you call? Did you call DJ? Have you talked to him yet? I haven't talked to DJ yet. Um, I, I'm I'm a little concerned more so because we we like if they break up, like we're we're not going to get, you know, Wayne Gretzky on like, you know, on the, the broadcast after yeah. you know Pebble Beach or something. Like, I mean, what's going to happen? That's true. There? It's something to think about. Something to think about. People forget the only reason Wayne's playing is because DJ. So. Yeah, you know, and they seem to have Wayne a good relationship. Nobody's hey, everybody's talking about Paulina and DJ. What about DJ what about and Wayne? Wayne? DJ Has and Wayne have a good about race, relationship. Yeah, anybody thought about Wayne's feelings in this whole thing? He's 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 the he's the greatest Canadian. He's the greatest hockey player in the world ever. He's the great what, one. What position did he play in hockey? Like forward or something? Is that a position mm-hmm. in hockey? Goal scorer is all I know. He's, he played position of the man is what he did he did and so nobody's concerned about him and his feelings they just care about yeah paulina and dj but i mean he's he's maybe suffering through some loss right now yeah he lost an incredibly perky son-in-law with like a ton of golf perks and all you know or not even son-in-law because here's the thing you know they weren't even married and they've been together six years and have a kid I mean, maybe there's your sign. That's you know probably I mean? like, the sign. That's pro- hey, Paulina. Guess what, homie? Guess what, homegirl? Uh, if if he's not willing to go ahead and and go ahead and you know step over the threshold, if you will, cross the threshold into into married life after six years and a kid, yeah, odds aren't real high. I mean, I, I'm no Maury Povich, but odds aren't real high for you if you thought he was going to continue. So, do you, did you hear about how this all happened? By the yeah, by the way, DJ probably was the last to find out that Paulina deleted him off of all of her Instagram. Yeah, he probably. Like he, he's probably getting asked about it in the media or something, and he's like, what? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what? Huh? What? He, what he learned about it. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, at the, at the BMW press conference. <laughs> um, but did you hear about you know what happened is apparently uh, the word on the street is some little hussy at, uh, the, at, at, the, at the country club over there in, in L.A., that DJ's a member of the real swanky club over there in LA uh, is the reason for the for the breakup. That's just you, that's probably that? just hearsay and rumors. I mean, nobody knows that for sure. You know. Yeah, but it makes for a good story, I guess. Maybe that is what happened. But um, yeah, so apparently, um, uh, I'm just I'm just just pulling this up right now. Apparently, a young lady named actually she's an older woman. You know, oh. she's thirty. She's thirty nine. Good for DJ. <laughs> sorry, wait. No, I'm sorry, no, that's not good. Uh, you shouldn't be. Her doing name that. is her name is Yasi Safai, 
and she is um, the the woman at Sherwood Country Club that supposedly has has kind of you know driven driven a wedge between DJ and Paulina. That's that's the word on the street. Now again, we are merely here just to further the rumor. That's that's all we're here to do is just talk through that, further the rumor, and give us something to talk about because frankly, it's the Tour Championship week. Seth, there's nothing there's, else to talk about. There's not anything else really to talk about. Hey, and if you have the expectation that you're going to get an just an in depth deep dive into the tour championship hey we're gonna bring it this week we're gonna bring it like we normally do but there's 30 whatever players in the field and uh you know it is what it is actually i do have some strong takes on picks later on okay well that's good i'm glad you do because yeah because i'm not as uh i don't have as strong of picks as, as you may have so anyway the dj paulina thing i mean bless them bless them lord just bless them maybe they'll work it out you know um Man, they seemed like such a good team. I mean, if you saw on Instagram, they had that whole thing where they they were on the boat and they were singing the song and they did the dance and they were like right there in line with their, you know, with each other. I mean, just yeah. you know, but things yeah, happen, man. Things happen. Yeah, uh, we'll see, man. The, the saga continues. We'll be sure to keep you guys updated. Uh, in other news, Pat, last week was pretty cool. I was uh, I was in Utah last week. I was in Utah. Yeah, because you get to do and, all the fun stuff for Tour Junkies. <laughs> yeah, I was there for the Tony Finau Foundation the and the fourth annual Tony Finau Foundation Golf Classic. It was pretty fun. We had a nice dinner, lovely dinner, and charity and auction-style event. And then Tuesday, a nice nice golf tournament at Alpine Country Club in uh, in Utah there. It was absolutely beautiful, but it was cool because I got there on the Monday that Tony Finau was selected as the Ryder Cup captain's pick, the 12th pick on the Ryder Cup team. Talked to Tony a little bit that evening. He's He was extremely stoked, man, and, and you know, you and I have been talking a lot about Ryder Cup picks over the last few weeks, as has everyone else, and um, it was cool, man. It was really cool to see, and you could tell, like, just genuine excitement, and I'll, I'll say this, man. I know I told you this over the phone, but there were a lot of people that night. Like, I was around Tony a lot of the night, and there were a lot of people that were talking to him about the Ryder Cup thing, and never once did he uh, – you know, there were some people that were like, oh, man, you're going to get to go to Paris, and Paris is beautiful, and it's going to be amazing. And, like, all he could say was, I'm ready to go over there and kick some butt. And and I, and he actually said butt. That is the most Tony Finau word choice he could have ever used. Mm-hmm. He, said, I, he said, all I know is I'm ready to go over there and kick some butt. Like, I heard him say that over and over – Dude is ready to go over there and compete. I, I think he, he knows he's worked his butt off this season. He's played so well this season. He's been so close to victory this year. He's ready to go over there and freaking compete, man. And, and I think you and I are going to get to see firsthand, um, you know, Tony over there in, in Paris doing his thing. And I'm excited about it. I was excited to be a part of it. It was very interesting, very interesting. Um, you know, Tony, a lot of his culture, his Polynesian – Roots came out at the event. I posted an Instagram video of Tony dancing shirtless, which I don't know that many tour pros would do. Um, he has some moves, man. Some Hawaiian well, of moves. Of course. Or some, yeah, yeah. He's, he's some... in there. He's in there. It's in there. Yeah. There's some New Zealand. He's got some New Zealand in him and uh, Polynesian Islands. Polynesian, and stuff. That's, yeah. That's where a lot of his family's from. And But, man, I, I tell you what, dude, like, he could not be, and not just him, but his entire family could not be any nicer people. Like, you can just tell... That culture, like they're just so warm and they're so friendly and they're so welcoming and they're genuine. 
Like, Tony Finau is everything that you see him to be on TV. I can tell you that 100%. Um, he's just such a great guy and an easy guy to pull for. And I can't imagine anyone on the PJ Tour or anyone that's ever spent half a minute with Tony Finau disliking him. Yeah. The only reason you dislike him is you're jealous. That, that would be the only reason. He's I don't just see such yeah. a stand-up guy. I don't see any reason. There's just he's just one of those type guys. And the foundation event was so cool. Like, you know, a lot of these guys have foundations just to freaking have foundations. Let's be honest. And and Tony's is so cool. Like he grew up in the slum, like kind of the 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 poorer parts of Utah, and did not have a lot of opportunity. I mean, I've, this story is kind of well documented, but like. His parents didn't have any money. His dad bought him, him and his brother like four clubs and put up a mattress in their garage and like spray painted dots on the mattress so they could work on aim and trajectory. And like that's, that's what he had. He didn't have freaking track mans and like cameras in a bay and everything, all this crap all he, most of these guys have. Like he had none of that. And he like just loved the game of golf. And he grew up in a part of Utah called Rose Park. And he basically has bought – him and his foundation has bought this property – and they're going to turn this property into, like, a nine-hole golf course specifically tailored to juniors. And it's going to have, like, clinic areas and all kind of different teaching facilities. Then there's going to be, like, a separate sports facility with, like, basketball courts and an indoor section. And they're going to have, like, classrooms set up with tutors so these kids can get, you know, tutored and, and improve their education. Like, it's such an amazing thing. I mean, he's, he's got it. It, it's it, he's got architectural drawings it's like legit man like he's got something that he's actually pushing towards in this foundation and it was really cool to see uh and if you're going to support any one of those guys uh it, it should be tony Finau. he's he's actually doing something cool and it was just an awesome time to be there um you know that's the thing about him fun. too that i think that is so interesting is that you know he's so well-rounded like when we did the interview with him just you know a couple months ago i mean he's he's interested in in a ton of different sports he's a huge sports fan just so down to earth and you know it's not like all golf to him and you know he's got a great personality so he he's just a just a great guy just it, it is um yeah yeah he he's he's awesome um, yeah, I got to meet, like, I, he had some basketball guys there. He's a big basketball fan. I got to meet Clyde Drexler, Clyde the Glide. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. It was really cool. He was super nice. Um, also got to meet, I got to tell this story. I also got to meet Zach Johnson. <laughs> and, and and Pat laughs because many none of you know this. We, we've never shared this on the podcast before. It's been a sore subject. It's been a painful subject, okay? But when I, when I told... Pat that I was going to be going to this event a couple weeks ago and I told him that Zach Johnson was supposed to be there he was like are, are you gonna are you gonna talk to him about the thing on Twitter and I was like you know if it's appropriate but here, here's what happened man we, we were we were a fledgling operation I mean we're pretty fledgling now but we were like extra fledgling when we first started out this is like 20, late 2016 maybe early 20. Yeah, no, 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 late 2015, maybe yeah, early this 2016. Was, yeah, this was back then. We had then. just started. We had, like, less than 200 followers on Twitter. And, and I remember I wanted to look up something for, from Zach Johnson. I went on Twitter, and I, I searched Zach Johnson, and he hit, and it said blocked. And I'm like, Pat, what, what did we do to get blocked by Zach Johnson on Twitter? He's like, I don't know. We had never tweeted him. We had never, like, you know, done anything at him or anything like that. We love Zach Johnson. Both of us have always loved Zach Johnson. Like, how can you not? He's a bulldog. He's a good dude. 
He's a longtime player on tour, major champion winner. Well, he's not. A, he's not a bulldog. Let's get that straight. He's not. Well, I'm saying. I'm saying like a bulldog on the course. Not, oh not yeah, Georgia bulldog. Okay. I'm saying like he's a bulldog on the course. How do you not root for Zach Johnson? Yeah. And, and he's like, dude, I don't know. And I'm like, I, I don't know either. And I remember I, t- I was so torn up about it. I texted Paul Tesori, Webb Simpson's caddy, and I was like, Paul, your boy Zach, ZJ blocked us for no reason. And I remember Paul being like, oh, buddy, that's funny. You know, he's like, man, I, I don't know. He said, I have no idea, but I guarantee you, like, Zach may not even know he did that or whatever. Like, he's such a good guy. He's a, he's a genuine guy. He wouldn't, you know, he, he's not like that. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. And I remember, like, it just ate me up. And so when I told Pat that, that, that I was going to get to meet Zach Johnson, maybe, he's like, dude, you got, you got to talk to him about it. And I was like, yeah, well, if it's appropriate, you know, whatever. So I meet him. He comes in. I, I meet him the first time. You know, we shake hands. He's with Tony. Introduce myself. We talk for just a second. He walks off. I'm like, yeah, it's not the moment. You know, I'm not going to, like, hit him first. Only if it's appropriate, right? And, and I, I like to kind of get a read on people or what. I kind of got a read on him. He's a great guy. Super genuine right off the bat. Like, you could tell. Just like Tony. Just very genuine. Like a normal guy. Just good human being. Well, later in the night, he's eating dinner literally at his table all by himself. It's an eight-person table. He is sitting by himself, Zach Johnson. And I'm like, well, well, hell, I mean, like, if, if there's a time for me to do this, it's now. So I went I walk up to Zach Johnson. I'm like, Zach. He's like, yeah, man, what's up? And I'm like, I got, I got to talk to you about something, dude. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, dude, one time, long time ago, and I kind of told him the story. <laughs> and I was like, you, you, you just blocked us. And he got so upset. <laughs> like, you could tell. He felt so bad. He was like, are you serious, man? He's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, man, I promise you, like, personally, I've probably hit the block button like five times in my life. I'm so sorry. He's like, I don't even remember doing that. I may not have done that. Somebody else that kind of handles my account from time to time may have done it. I'm so sorry, man. Like, oh, my God. And he, he's like, here, let, let me put my phone out. He pulls his phone out. He's like, look, look. He looks us up. He's like, I'm going to unblock you right now. He hits the unblock button. Of course, he didn't hit the follow button. <laughs> yeah, like, he, on, didn't, he, he went. He, he did. He, step one was was accomplished. Yeah. Not I didn't step ask two. him. I didn't ask him to follow. I didn't want to push it. But he was so cool. He couldn't have been nicer. He could have been more apologetic. You know, and um, he was just so nice. Such a nice guy. But it felt good. You know, I felt felt vindicated. You know. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of boss Zach Johnson around a little bit. You know what I mean? I kind of bulldog the bulldog, if you will. Hashtag mm. bulldogged the bulldog. You he know, still kinda, didn't follow I, us, so I wouldn't. I kind of felt like a man in the streets. Felt like a man in the streets. Yeah, what I, mean? I wouldn't be too high on yourself. He didn't follow us, so that's true. That's but true. good, but good work. Good way. work, by the way. That was when, when, when you said that he was going to be at that event. At, at that event, my main agenda was for you to get him to unblock us. So at least yeah, you did that. Yeah. You know, one main agenda that I tried to take out in Utah that was very freaking difficult is get some liquor. Yeah. <laughs> if you that is had, not impossible. You should have had lower expectations, I think, when it comes oh to my that. God. Nobody warned me about Utah. Holy crap. That, that was the most <clears> – I had like a free night Tuesday night. And, and, and I, th- there was no alcohol at the foundation event. There was no alcohol at the golf tournament, which was a first. I have never in my life been to a golf course, much less a golf tournament, and there not been alcohol. Not, not, not even beer. There was nothing. There was like Mountain Dew, Coke. That was it. Water. So You're in you know, Utah. By tu- You're in Utah. Yeah, by, by Tuesday night, and I had a free night, I'm like, yeah, you know, give me a nice dinner, and I want a liquor drink. Like, I want some Tito's. I need some Tito's. That's what I need. Dude, I'm staying. I'm literally staying in a hotel 
in the in a metropolitan looking area. Not Salt Lake City, it was somewhere it was in Lehigh. There's like 20 restaurants that I could walk to. I'm literally in my hotel calling restaurants, asking them, "Do you have liquor?" <laughs> I'm like calling Japanese restaurants and barbecue restaurants. I'm like, "Do you guys have liquor?" And they're like, "No, no, we don't have we don't serve alcohol." Or best case scenario, we serve beer and wine. I'm like, "I don't I don't want beer and wine right now. I don't want I don't want beer. I don't want like bloat up. I just want a nice refreshing Tito's." And nobody, I I had to freaking Uber like eight miles to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Shoot me in the face. A Buffalo Wild Wings to get a liquor drink. Then they serve the liquor drink. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm like, thank God. Tito's, soda, lime, let's go. And they, they serve it in what is literally slightly wider than a shot glass. Same height, slightly wider than a shot glass. There were some, there were some troubling times in Utah. Now, I will say this. I don't want to just slam Utah. Lovely people. Extremely lovely people. Also a beautiful, like, beautiful state, by the way. Beautiful state. I, I, I put some stuff on Instagram about how beautiful it was. Absolutely beautiful uh, mountain views and stuff. Gorgeous place. Great weather. Gorgeous. The nicest people. Every Uber driver, everybody that I ran into was as nice as they could be. But I had two problems. Numero uno was the lack of liquor, and then I learned all about, like, the state-run liquor stores and the uh, alcohol-by-volume laws and all that stuff. I learned all about that later. But that was problem number one. Problem number two um, uh, problem number two was I went to go play golf late Tuesday afternoon, and I couldn't play at the course that the foundation event was going on at, and I called a couple of these places, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we got tea times. Come on out. Uh, and I didn't have my clubs with me because I didn't do ship sticks, which I should have. And, and I'm like, you guys got any rental sets? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, what kind of rental sets do you have? And they're like, uh, one, 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 um, one golf course said Top Flight. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you have- I just spit all over my computer. <laughs> no, I, I literally, I, didn't, I did not I didn't expect you, you to say that. I didn't tell you this. One, I was like, I just need like a, like a stiff set of clubs. You guys have like Callaway or TaylorMade. He's like, uh, yes, sir, we have, we have Top Flights. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's like junior sets. So I hang up, I call, I, and in the pro shop, so I go into the pro shop of the golf course that the event was held at, which is beautiful. Alpine Country Club, it was a completely private spot, beautiful. And they had nice stuff, but I wasn't allowed to play there because it was, it was completely private and the foundation, like, worked, booked the whole thing. So I was asking the guys in there for recommendations on courses. So the first one they sent me to, I'm like, uh, I walk back in the pro shop, I'm like, hey, man, that course you just sent me to, the only rental sets they have, top flights. <laughs> The guy was like, what? <laughs> so he's like, okay, try this place. So I call this other place, like four miles away. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, he's like, yeah, we got tea time. Come on. You, you know, we can, we can get you out. No problem. All right, great. Hey, I need like a, like a stiff set or an extra stiff set of rental clubs. What kind of clubs do you have? Pat, are you sitting down? Do you have anything in your mouth right now? I don't have anything in my mouth. Please don't tell me they said top flight. Strata. <laughs> I, I, I shit you not. I, Club Pro guy would be proud of that. That's exactly, dude. On the phone, I said to the guy, I said, "Is Club Pro guy your head pro?" <laughs> <laughs> I literally said that because I was so blown away. The guy didn't even laugh. I guess he doesn't follow Club Pro. He didn't even understand. I was like, "Is that really the only brand that you guys have?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, thanks, bye." And I go back in the pro shop. I'm like, "Dude, these guys had Strata." <laughs> so, I was like, I, "I'm not." I mean, call me a golf snob. 
But I'm like, I'm not going to go play with a set of rental clubs with Stratas and Top Flights. I'm just not, just not going to do it. I'm above that. I am too high class for that. So I finally found a spot that had Callaways, and I, I played some Rogues, and it was fine. But those are my two problems in Utah. Hard time finding some good liquor and a, a almost equally tough time finding a decent set of rental clubs. <laughs> mm. Well, I hate it for you, buddy, but that was, I'm sure, a great trip. So I'm not going to, you know. I'm not, it was a fun trip. I'm not feeling too sorry for you. Fun trip. Pat, why don't you tell them about the podcast that we published last week? Oh, yeah. So we had Scott Hamilton on the show last week, which, you know, if you don't know Scott Hamilton, he is the uh, the coach for a ton of players on tour. He's got Chris Kirk. He's got our boy uh, Baldo. He's got Harold Varner. I mean, just a lot of different players, and it was a fantastic podcast. He's just such a funny guy. I mean, here's the thing. If you don't you, – I don't even think you need to care about who the players are that he coaches, which he, he, he does coach a lot of them out there. Hudson Swafford's one of his guys. Um, but the guy's just a funny guy. He has great stories on tour, uh, great stories with other other people. Like we talked about a, uh, a junior that he basically just kicked out of his, his bay. Amazing uh, story. It was an awesome story. Um, so Scott Hamilton is just a funny guy, Southern guy. So yeah, you got he's got that 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 sharp Southern accent a lot oh, a lot more than we have. Like I thought. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is uh, penetrating. Yeah, it is Southern accent. But any if 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 you're gonna listen to to one of our interviews, I think he's one of the best that we've done. Great stuff. Just tour life teaching that kind of stuff and if you want you know we talk about stats and things like that that we we, yeah. we normally talk about with DraftKings and stuff that he likes to look at as far as players going into the week so yeah i loved it was it was a uh it was fun for me and you know what i always like the interviews where i can drink during them so yeah that was a good one well yeah scott's definitely up for that uh, it was a fantastic interview. I mean, you named Hudson Swafford, which is funny to me, but he also coaches Trey Mellonax, Harold Varner III, Baldo, Boo Weekly, Chris Kirk. Um, I mentioned those guys. Oh, you did? I, I've you weren't out paying attention. Bit. i got to be honest. You you had me start later tonight, so I'm a little, I'm a little ahead on the podcast you scenario. So, yeah. Yeah, my I bad. mentioned those guys. But Very that's funny. Me. Very funny stories. The junior story was hilarious. There's also a great Boo Weekly story in there. Yes. Great Boo Weekly story. Yes. Like, very funny. So go check that out. Scott Hamilton interview. Be sure and share that, retweet, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, all right, <clears throat> before we get into the course breakdown, we got to talk Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup upcoming. We will have a preview podcast very, very soon. Um, maybe maybe this weekend. If not, maybe next, maybe, maybe Monday night like normal. Maybe just Monday night. We'll see. We'll have a Ryder Cup preview podcast. We do have at least one special guest lined up for that. You do not want to miss this special guest. You do not at all. You do not want to miss it. And we may have another special guest for that Ryder Cup preview podcast. It's going to be fantastic. Pat and I have talked a lot about the Ryder Cup already. So we're going to, you know, we're going to try to make it, you know, efficient. Make it efficient. All right? We don't want to we don't want to bore you to death, but we want to make it efficient. But Pat and I are also leaving for the Ryder Cup on Wednesday, September 26th, heading up there. We'll be in Paris for the Ryder Cup Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll have some fantastic content 
on our Instagram. David, they, let me let me stop you for a second. But I, okay. I just need to stop you. Um, so you said we're leaving Wednesday night, and we're we're heading over, and we we've got a flight. And if anybody's listened to this show the last few weeks, it's a long flight. Uh, it is a long flight. Are yeah. you gonna Are you still gonna hold my hand on the on the like part of the flight? <laughs> I am not. No, I am not. You're not. You, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not a big. I don't. I'm kind of scared to fly. So are you not just gonna? Guys, let me just say, Pat is serious. He is not a good flyer. We've talked about this multiple times. I've never flown with Pat, but I have heard from his brother, from other sources, that he is a an interesting flight companion. Um, Pat, why don't you tell him what your what's your latest strategy? So here's the thought: we 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 leave Atlanta at 10:20 p.m. on Wednesday night, and we fly through the night, and we arrive in Paris at 1 p.m. local time. It's about a 14, mm-hmm. 15 hour flight. So, what is your plan of attack, Pat, for that trip? So there's been a lot of I've had a lot of thought that that has gone into this, and I've only come to one conclusion. Um, because, because you you genuinely are a nervous flyer, like you yeah, like, I know. I mean, this is not. I'm not like playing this up for. I mean, I am a nervous flyer, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, and and still, um, just I don't know. I, I so here's what I've decided. I'm going to get as drunk as I possibly can <laughs> on Wednesday night. Like when we get to, so we're flying out of Savannah. You're you're coming out of Atlanta, but. Uh, or Augusta to Atlanta, but I'm, I'm going to start in Savannah with a few drinks. It's going to be kind of mild. But when I get to Atlanta, I'm going to be pounding them. And then when we get on the flight, I'm going to have a few more. So my my intention is to pass out just on the flight over to Paris, but do it in a way that is strategic, where I feel like I'm not going to be too hungover, but wake up at the exact time that, like, maybe we're, like, an hour out from Paris or something, or, like, 30 minutes, and we're, like, making our final preparations, and then I'm, I'm going to be fine. So that's that's kind of that's kind of what I'm going for. I don't think that's probably going to happen, but we're going to see. I'm, 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 you know, I'm pretty good at it, but um, this is going to be a very, this is going to be a big test. Uh, so I don't, you know, we'll see what happens. What, what would you, what, what would you do if you? In, I'm actually while you were talking, I text. I was texting our friend Michael Riva from uh, from Florida, longtime Tour Junkies listener mm-hmm. supporter, mm-hmm. Uh, and he he said, "Hope uh, praying for you guys in your trip to Paris. Hope Pat doesn't end up in French prison." Uh, what 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 do you think would happen? I mean, what what if you were to if I were to tell you, hey Pat. You ended up in French prison. What do you think you would have done to get there? Well, it's not going to be like peeing in the streets or something because they have like these urinals that are like on this, you know, just like <laughs> all over the place. So it's probably not going to be that. Um, to me, it's probably something like I don't know about the culture that, you know, is maybe like standard over here that's not over there like i don't know i mean i i don't there that's a great question actually i'm feeling a little i mean i feel like that's probably gonna happen but it's gonna be something that i may invent like i may invent something (laughs) over there 
that they have never thought of as happening, but I do it. And so they create a rule like from here on out that like or from that event on out that is 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 a new like French rule. <laughs> Like a pat rule, but they won't call it after me because they'll have no. What way. if they call that after you, like in the French, like Parliament or whatever? Yeah, like I think, I think if anything, it's something that I've done that they've never seen ever, and, <laughs> and it's just like I'm like I've created this new rule. All right, I, all right. I have a, I have a listener contest. Everybody, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Listener contest. You have to do two things. Okay, the winner of this contest will get their their pick of either a free Patrick Reed Captain America Ryder Cup t-shirt, okay, or a free hat out of the Tour Junkies shop, okay? The winner of this contest gets one of those things. You have to do two things. You have to retweet the the link and the, the, the tweet to this show this week. The second thing you have to do, when you retweet it, retweet with a comment, and in the comment, what would be the most critical French phrase that Pat would need to know if he were locked up in a French prison with, with other prisoners, okay? Whoever makes us laugh the funny the, the most, whoever's, whoever makes us laugh the most with their phrase wins the, wins the item, okay? So to recap, retweet with comment, and in that comment, okay, you're going to type out what would be the French phrase that Pat were you know one sentence that Pat would need to learn in French to you know to to share with his French fellow inmates <laughs> and write it write it in English you don't have to translate it write it in English no I don't okay. need any French but I do know some French by the way I did take what, French what in kind college. of French do you know uh, je m'appelle Pat means my name is Pat uh, je voudrais le beer means I would like a beer <laughs> yes, yes. If anybody right. knows French, they can verify that, but I'm pretty sure I'm That's correct. <laughs> we'll ask Pat Mayo and Jeff Weinberg on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, anyway, speaking of Patrick Reed shirts, those are in the shop, and we need to get rid of those. So help us get rid of those. In fact, here, this is an amazing deal. Amazing deal. I'm going to give you $20 right here. Okay. Now, the T-shirt is $25 in the shop. Shipping is $6.50. That's that's tax and shipping everything. So total of thirty one fifty. Okay, thirty one fifty for the most badass T-shirt for the Ryder Cup you've ever seen. Patrick Reed, hand to the ear, bald eagle on his shoulder, American flags in the background, and a tiger god with a long godly Zeus beard coming from the clouds, blessing Patrick Reed as Captain America. Okay, that T-shirt for thirty one fifty out the door. Okay, is yours. The next, like, 17 people who order that shirt on our website are also going to get a free $20 gift card to the PGA Tour Superstore. So basically, you're paying $11.50 for a T-shirt. That's it. It's amazing. It's a great deal. So go to tourjunkies.com, go to the shop, check out the Patrick Reed shirt. The next, like, literally 17 people. So this could be done by the time you're listening to the podcast. I don't know. But next 17 people do that, and we'll throw in a $20 gift card to the PGA Tour Superstore, and it's just an amazing shirt. So there you go. All right, Pat. Um, other than that, I think I'm ready to talk a little Lee Slick. 
we've done we've done a lot of damage already in this first thirty something minutes. Yeah, we have. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Eastlake? All right, so yeah, we're at the Tour Championship this week in Atlanta, Georgia, Eastlake Golf Club. Just welcome to Atlanta, where the play is play, and we on it like every day. Good, good job. That was nice. I like how you did Thank that. That was pretty. You. That was pretty good. Thank All you. right, so Eastlake Golf Club. What a fantastic, just old classic course. Playing seven thousand three hundred and eighty-five yards this week. A par seventy. It's a Donald Ross design originally. Has had some touch-ups, but you know, again, it's just that. That's. If you're looking at you know how it how it typically plays, it's just like a normal Donald Ross design. A lot of um, you know it's it's tight, it's tree lined. There is very thick rough. Here's this is one of the there's a ton of courses on tour, obviously, but I've actually played this one, and I played this one a week or two after the tour championship, so I did get a you know, get to get a good look at how it was just a, f- a couple weeks after the Tour Championship. And you know what? The biggest thing here is you've got to hit the fairways. The rough is extremely thick. You've got this Bermuda rough that is it's not... You, you have to hit the fairways. If you're in the rough, you are not going to have a good shot at all. So I think that is key, and these fairways are not easy to hit. So I think that's something you want to look at as far as uh, driving accuracy and things like that. Uh, you know, the Tour Championship was played here first in 1998, uh, but it became the regular event in uh, 2004, which is actually a, a couple years before they started the Tour Championship. Uh, looking at the course record, you actually have Tiger Woods with the 72-hole course record at East Lake starting. Uh, actually, that was in 2007. Uh, grass surface here you have zoysia fairways which we have not seen a ton and we don't see a lot on tour but the last time we saw it was at Bellarive at the P- pga championship so that's something i think to to think about uh, you got bermuda rough as i mentioned also the greens are bermuda and they play extremely fast and extremely firm and I do think, you know, around the greens, the rough is usually pretty thick. So you've got to be great on Bermuda as far as the greens are concerned, but then as as well on uh, as far as scrambling is concerned. But this is a pretty straightforward course. There's not like a whole lot of trouble off the tee. There's not a lot of water. I mean, there well, there is water on the course, but none of it really comes into play. Um, so you've just got to hit fairways, and you've got to hit greens, and you've got to hit the greens in the right spot. I think proximity is key. This is it's it's a, a you know greens are sort of like Augusta National. You've got to hit them in the right spot so that you can give yourself good shots at a birdie. Um, and there's just a ton of undulations, so I think that's something you want to look at. Looking at stats for me, I'm you know as I am typically when it comes down to the wire, we've got a. 30 people in this field. I'm looking at recent form, also course history. But I do think proximity and ball striking are huge this week. Um, past champions, you had Xander Schauffele last year, Rory McIlroy in 2016, Jordan Spieth in 2015, Billy Horschel in 2014, and Henrik Stenson in 2013. Going to be a great week, but you know what? Here's the thing, strategy-wise – 
it's a crapshoot. I mean, you got you just there's not a ton of players in this field, so I, I think you can you can take some risk. You got to do that this week when it comes to your players that you're taking, um, but be smart about them. And, and look at those guys that are that are playing great as far as recent form. That proximity stat, I think, is huge. And then ball striking. So there you go. Ugh, are you done yet? I'm done. God. All right, first of all, your new favorite word is fantastic. You, you, I don't know if you've noticed. You say that a lot. You say fantastic a lot. Props to the listener who last, last episode counted. You said it 22 times. <sighs> Whatever. In one podcast, that's. Uh, <laughs> I like that's the like words. It's a good word. That's like once every three minutes. <laughs> You're saying fantastic. <laughs> oh me. Anyway, second of all, um, great course breakdown. I meant to tell you that. That was fantastic. That was a great, fantastic, great, fantastic course breakdown. Um, I do want to let the listeners know I will be at the Tour Championship. Pat, are you going to come? No, I'm not. Uh, I will be at the Tour Championship on Saturday, pretty much the whole day. And I remember this last year. Someone last year messaged us on Twitter or something and was like, hey, next year if you come, come to my house. I stay right by the, by the, the, tour, by the course. You can park at my spot. We do like a barbecue, whatever. And I was like, dude, that sounds amazing. I want to take him up on that offer. But I can't remember. I can't find who that was. So if you are – if you are if you live near Eastlake and I can park in your yard and mooch off of you, I would really love to do that, and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, that would be great. So, yeah, if you're going to Eastlake on Saturday, let me know. I'll be coming with my little boy. He's eight years old. He freaking loves golf. So it's me and my junior tour junkie, my junior junkie. So, yeah, check that out. Um, hit us up on, on Twitter, DM us, tweet us, or email us, info at tourjunkies.com. Also, Pat, um, you know what? I I think this week is a crapshoot. I think you're right. I did I did catch that part. Um, I did catch that part. It, it's just one of those weeks where 30 people. You're you're literally picking. I mean, I'm no math expert, but a six man lineup is 20 percent of the players. Is that right? Yeah. Did I do that right? A, I I don't know. Don't ask me that kind of okay. Math um. Yeah, you're picking 20% of player, players no matter what lineup you choose, and that's just nuts. So, first of all, me and Pat personally, like, we don't, we don't really use a lot of our bankroll this week. Uh, we're just, I'm just going to be honest. I really don't. I, I, I'm just not interested. I would rather save it for the, the swing season events. I'll be playing a little bit, um, but I will be avoiding GPPs with thousands of entries I'm just not interested in having to be freaking perfect and the volatility that it comes with. I, I, I'm not interested. I'd almost rather bet it outright. Um, I'd rather just make bets, like traditional golf bets, which you can do at mybookie.ag. We can talk about yeah, those in a, a little bit I think you're right. Later. I think that's a way much better call and, and, a, and a much better use of your money. Yeah. Um, mybookie.ag if you use promo code tourjunkies all one word you get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars right now so we'll t- and we'll talk about that a little bit more later but for me that's what I'd, I'd rather do like it's just it's just going to be so hard to have a unique lineup and have the right six guys in it for these big gpps so i'm going to be playing smaller contests um you know less than a thousand players probably i'm just not interested maybe higher stakes contest i might not mind doing some of that 
So to me, for that reason, I think that this week is all about ownership. It's all about leverage, 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 which we preach all the time. But this week, more than anything, like I care more about ownership than stats. I care more about ownership than course history. I care more about ownership than form. Because all 30 of these guys, save maybe two, three, like are legitimately capable of winning this golf tournament. Even first-timers. Look at Xander Schauffele last year. Rookie on tour, won the freaking tour championship. So it can happen. These guys are all really good players. And in a 30-man field like this, it can happen. Any one of these guys can win. So I I just want leverage. I just want ownership. I'm going to have a couple of guys that I think might be a little higher owned than the the rest. But I just want guys who are going to be low owned and are going to put me on top of leaderboards and GPPs. Like we talk about all the time, GPPs, you're either, you're either in it to win it or you're in it to just you don't, you don't care if you lose all your money. So that's, that's the point. Uh, but I also have a couple cash plays that I like too. And me and Pat have a very tight one-and-done race right now that's very important. So we'll get to one-and-done here in just a second. So that being said, I mean, I, I just think those are, those, are the biggest, those are the biggest deals. Yeah. Um, let's, get in, let's get into it then, Pat. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Yep. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, why don't you kick us off on DraftKings. Let's talk about the, the top-tier guys. Uh, it's crazy to see Dustin Johnson actually not the highest-priced guy. You got the world new number one, Justin Rose, as the highest-priced guy right now. What are you going to do in the 10K and above spot? Well, you know you gonna what? You going to play any of these guys? No, you know what? I am actually not going to play any of these guys in this, this 10K and above range. You know what? You can make a case for all of them. Kapka, JT, Rory, Dustin, Justin Rose. I mean, there's just there's there's so much you can say, but the way this week is, I and and here's my mindset going into the week. I'm only thinking about GPPs. I'm not talking about cash because I'm not going to play any cash games. It's going to be all GPPs for me, and I'm just not going to play any of these guys. I think that you can avoid them and you can win a GPP. I mean, yes, some of those guys there certainly could win. But I am uh, I'm gonna avoid them. So I don't I don't really uh, I don't really have a whole lot to tell you. I mean I could I could lie to you and tell you that I'm I'm gonna play somebody in this range that I that I like a lot. But there's just there's just not anybody here as far as tournaments are concerned that I like. Interesting. All right. So I think you should definitely play some of these guys in GPPs. So some some different uh, different perspective here. I love two guys here. I'm going to play Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy. I think those um, could be a little lower owned out of these five. Uh, I think JT and Justin Rose are going to be pretty popular. Um, I, I love DJ and, and Rory here. In, in fact, I let me DJ, when you look at my bookie, DJ is actually a pretty decent favorite to beat Justin Rose if you look at the tournament matchups. Now, we look at tournament matchups just about every week with the Chalk Bomb email that comes out on Wednesday nights if you're a Chalk Bomb subscriber and recipient. Uh, we break down some tournament matchups that are, that are popping up on Wednesday. But I'm looking right now, DJ favored minus 120 to plus 100 on the world number one Justin Rose at Eastlake. He's obviously got a good, a good history here. Um, 
So I, I think DJ is an interesting play. You know, people might might avoid him because he lost the world number one status. He hasn't been as hot as Justin Rose, and he just lost his hot wife potentially, or I'm sorry, hot fiance of six years. Maybe people think like he's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I just think DJ is fairly emotionless, so I'll gladly play DJ in this spot. I think it's a decent play. Um, and then Rory, when you look at matchups with Rory, I mean, Eastlake is a is is very much when when you look at guys who've played really well at Eastlake, great drivers of the golf ball. Uh, you mentioned it in your course breakdown. You do have to be in the fairway. Length definitely helps. I mean, when you look at guys who've gained a lot of strokes at Eastlake, length helps. So with Rory's length and accuracy off the tee, if he can freaking just get his wedge game at average, I think he'll he he has a chance to come up and win this thing. Um, and he's a favorite against guys like Brooks, pretty big favorite, Tiger, decent favorite, and shocking, most shocking, Justin Thomas. Rory McIlroy is a favorite on my bookie, minus 115 to minus 105 in the tournament matchup. So I think Rory could be a pretty low-owned option out of these top five. Now, I think Rory and DJ are probably going to be some of the higher-owned higher guys that I have, but... I think they'll be lower out of the, out of some of these these top five. So I think Justin Thomas is going to be the most popular play, one of the most popular plays this week. And Rory being favored is rather interesting. And he's gained 20 strokes here in the last five five years with a victory. And he's obviously in good form. He's gained 25 strokes in the last six weeks on tour. I think you got to play both of those guys. I think you got to have both those guys in some lineups if you're playing GPPs. And Rory would be my cash pick out of this range. So if I'm if I'm going to do a cash lineup. I will have Roy McIlroy in a cash lineup. So there you go. Interesting. Did I did I sway your mind on any of that? You did not. I'm still pretty uh, pretty <laughs> confident in what I, what I want to do this week. As far as uh, I'm not I'm not really playing any cash. I'm playing mostly GPPs. So yeah. Okay. Well, there's only three guys in the nine K range. You got. Um, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. No, just two guys. Uh, Tiger and Ricky. You playing either one of those guys? You have two guys here, and I'm playing them both. I think. Really? Yeah. I think. I think you play Tiger. I think you play Ricky. I think you play them in tournaments. You've got, you know, once if you if you put them both in your lineups, you still got, you know, an average of 7,800. Look, there's only 30 guys in this field, so you've got some good players that you can plug in here. So I think that. A good tournament strategy is playing both those guys, Tiger and Ricky, avoiding all of the the top guys over 10k, and then seeing you know what you can fill in from there, which we'll talk about here later with some some other players. I like that as my strategy this week for GPPs. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really a fan of that. I think you're going to have a pretty chalky week, if you ask me. I don't think so. I don't think Tiger's going to – I mean, Tiger might be chalky, but I don't think Ricky is going to be chalky at all, for sure. And then you're going to be going – I just – I like – and that – and, you know, again, we're talking about avoiding all those guys 10K and above. I like that. You got guys like – You're talking about that, yeah. You got guys like Bryson DeChambeau down there that you can put in there who has got a chance to win the tour championship. He's in the prime spot right now. So I just think that, you know, playing both those guys, and I think playing both of them in the lineup is uh, is certainly something that's viable and something that could, could win you some cash this week. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're going to have to check ownership on fansharesports.com. Check out their ownership on Wednesday night, their projections. That's probably the last spot you need to go to just make sure that the guys you think are going to be low-owned and the guys you think are going to be high-owned are actually that. Fansharesports.com, they'll go in and listen to all the podcasts, read all the articles, scour Twitter, scour the interwebs, and see who all is being talked up by the DFS talking heads and tell you who's going to be popular. They're also doing it for football, which is incredibly important. If you do any kind of NFL GPP stuff, you need to have that. Uh, so check out FanshareSports.com. You can subscribe monthly. Very easy. Love those guys that are at Fanshare. Big thanks to them. I mean, they, they, they really helped us out all year um, in this PGA Tour season. They're just great guys. They, they run a, a, a great operation over there. And they've been very helpful, helpful to us and our listeners, and we need, we need their stuff. What, what is that, Pat? What are you doing? What is Sorry, my, my, my laptop just all of a sudden started playing some advertisement. Is it like a porn video or something you were watching? Nah, it's like a okay. some movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, again, a lot of differing opinions here. I'm not playing Fowler or Tiger, uh, but if I go down to the 8K range, there are two guys in here that I like a lot. One is Jason Day. I'm going to start with Jason Day, right at 8,000. Now, Jason Day has withdrawn from this tournament before, and as always, we know Jason Day is liable to withdraw at any moment. Um not a great course history here, but not terrible. He's gained like 12 strokes here in the last five years. Recent form, you know, left a little to be desired, but uh, I do think this is what makes him a lower own play. And if you give me Jason Day at 8,000, and we're talking about 30 guys in the field, and your lineup's going to have 20% of those players, give me all the leverage. And right now, I think Jason Day is going to be one of those guys on fansharesports.com that's not going to have a whole lot of chatter. So I'll go Jason Day. And then the guy that I like the most in this range is Hideki Matsuyama. And we have been on Hideki lately as he's been riding some hot form. He's gained 30 strokes over the last six weeks on the PJ Tour. Uh, Newsflash, that's a freaking lot here lately. So the form is clicking. The irons are clicking. The putter is clicking. He doesn't have the best history at Eastlake. Okay, so if you look at Eastlake, it's not great. But Hideki fought his way into the Tour Championship, kind of slipped in in the last couple of events. He's sandwiched there right between Tony, Bryson. He's in the Tiger range. I think all three of those guys are going to eat up a ton of ownership. So I think Hideki could be a little lower owned, sneakier GPP play. And again, I'm going to refer to mybookie.ag and some of the odds. Check this out. Hideki is a favorite over the golden boy, Bryson DeChambeau. He's a favorite over Tony Finau. He's a favorite over Jason Day. All right? And he's actually a close dog to your boy Ricky Fowler. Hmm. So it's interesting to see what mybookie.ag has to say about Hideki. But I like it. They they seem to be bullish on him, and I am as well. I'm going to have loads of Hideki, and I also think he's a solid cash play. Most of my cash lineups, if I were going to do them, would start Rory and Hideki. Give me all that. Love those two plays. I'm okay with thoughts, that. Thoughts not, on Hideki? Did no, I kind of? No, I like Hideki. I think he's a good play this week. I mean, again, this is is this just one of those weeks where I mean we've got so few players in the field where you've got to take some chances. I think he's a guy that you take a chance on. Uh, he's played good recently in some some events, and uh, so yeah, I'm okay with Hideki. 
All right, let's hit the 7K range. Who you like in the 7s? You know what? I think we hit 7 and 6K range here. All right, go ahead. Because there's just not, I mean, there's not, we don't have a ton. So far, we have no agreement, which is crazy. It might lead to us mentioning all 30 names. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's probably going to happen. But um, I think Fleetwood's a guy that's sort of obvious here, so I don't know. I just, I think I'm going to avoid him because I think he's going to be just super high-owned. Um, I like Webb, though. I, he's said that this is a course that he loves to play. It's one that suits his eye. And I think he always typically goes, you know, under-owned. And, it, again, you know, you got to think of ownership relatively this week because there's only a few players in the field. But I think Webb is a, is a great play this week. Also like Billy Horschel. He has just played fantastic lately. He's uh, This is a course that he's played well on before. Um, so I think he fits the mold here at 7,300 on DraftKings. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, dropping down, if we're going into the 6K range, I think Paul Casey is worth playing at 6,800. He's played extremely well here in the past, um, so I do like some Paul Casey. He's made 19 of 21 cuts on tour this year. Um, obviously, you know, and I know we don't have a, a cut this week, but he's a guy that's just been so solid and uh, I think he's going to be a little bit lower on than you typically see. Uh, other than that, oh, I don't know. Cam Smith. Cam Smith interests me a little bit. He's always a guy that just seems to fly under the radar. Nobody ever wants to take. But you know what? He's made it into this top 30 for a reason. He's got a great short game. He's uh, been playing well lately. He's only 6400 If So if you want to fit in a, a ton of those higher-priced guys, he's going to allow you to do that if you put him in your roster. So I like some Cam Smith as well at 6400 Interesting. So, continue to be a lot of disagreement, a little bit of agreement. You know, one thing that we can agree on, Pat, is how badass that Bad Birdie golf apparel I love really Bad is. Birdie. Bad Birdie you golf like Bad golf. Birdie more than I do because I, it fits I like you Bad Birdie better, golf. I like Bad Birdie golf more than the founder and owner of Bad Birdie golf likes Bad Birdie golf. Like it's legit, and and I know this is a this is a shameless plug in the middle of making some picks here but our, our guy at bad birdie golf jason he's the founder of bad birdie golf they've got a great operation they're running out of california these are high quality polos high quality and i kid you not just like some other brands we've talked about you you throw these things in the washer dryer pull them out you don't have to iron them you don't have to press them you don't have to take them to dry cleaner you don't have to do nothing you just like shake them and all the wrinkles are out. The collar stays right where it's supposed to be. It doesn't fold up. You don't get bacon neck. You don't get all these weird things. <laughs> the button placket or placard, it's one or the other. I think it's placket. I can't remember what it's called. But the thing where the buttons are, super, like, crisp, always stays nice. But not just that. You, now, you got to be a little funky. you got to have a little bit of a funky side to wear some bad birdie A little golf. bit. you, you got to have a little a bit lot. of boldness. Well, I say a little bit because you wear them. And, like, for you to wear them, it's kind of crazy. Like, I would have never thought you would have liked them. I really love do. their shirts. You genuinely like them. Yeah. Now, you don't go, like, all out on some of the ones that I do. Like, I just bought one of the ones that looks like the Saved by the Bell graphics in the beginning of the of the, <laughs> of the the show. And then there's some with, like, popsicles all over them. And, like, I have one with, like, cheetah heads and roses all over them and stuff. Like, you, But I am shocked. But they're great-looking shirts. They fit great. And we have a promo code with Bad Birdie Golf going. It's, it's a fantastic company. Like, genuinely... 
Really fantastic company. Great guys behind it. If you go to badbirdygolf.com, whatever you buy, doesn't matter what it is, 15% off your entire order. They have hats. They have a T-shirt out that's pretty cool. But most of it is polos and golf shirts. It's fantastic stuff. Badbirdygolf.com. Use the promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, all lowercase when you check out. You get 15% off your entire order. Okay? Entire order. Basically, if I've... If I've ever done anything on Instagram, if you go to our Instagram account, at tour underscore junkies, whatever shirt I'm wearing, if it has a collar, it's probably a bad birdie shirt. Yeah, that is exactly correct. Because it's my favorite shirt to play golf in. So there you go. Um, And the other day, my wife and I were getting ready to go somewhere, and and I I came out of the closet with a bad birdie shirt on. She's like, God, why can't... Why can't I ever be the one wearing loud clothes? Because you always come out wearing loud clothes, and I can't wear loud clothes because then people think we're mental together. And so I always have to, like, keep it subdued. And I'm sorry, babe. I don't know what it is. I can't help you. Anyway, badbirdygolf.com. Um, all right, here's the guys that you mentioned that I agree on. Uh, Paul Casey. I agree with Paul Casey. He did withdraw from the BMW. We saw that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... 20 strokes gained here in the last five years. Obviously loves the place. I have him also down as a cash play. I think he's a good cash play. I think he, he, he's going to play well here at Eastlake. Um, and I don't care about the withdrawal at this point. It's the tour, tour championship, guaranteed four rounds, great ball striker. I think you roll with Paul Casey. Other than that, everyone you mentioned, I actually disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, that's okay. Uh, you know, that's, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm going to go with um, – man, this is crazy how much we, we differ here. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, I love Cantlay here. Finished 20th here in tw- uh, last year in 2017, his first time out. He's gained 20 strokes in his last six weeks on the PJ Tour. I also have him as a cash play. I, I think him being between Xander as your previous champion, also played well at the BMW, and Billy Horschel, who I think will be one of the chalkier plays of the week. Between those guys, I think he's going to get overlooked. So I think Cantlay's a fantastic GPP pivot and cash play. Love Cantlay here. Uh, Patrick Reed, a guy with horrible course history here, which is probably why you didn't mention him. Minus 17 strokes course history in the last five years. However, again, he's going to be low-owned, and it's all about leverage. And he's a big-time player that plays well in big-time events at $6,900. Eight top tens this season. This is where I just think leverage and ownership over it just trumps everything this week. I'm I'm all over it, um, and I like a lot of guys down here. I mean, obviously with me playing Rory and DJ, I gotta like some guys in the six K. I'm gonna have a little bit of Phil, uh, another guy with not great course history, not great form, but again, you get Phil Mickelson all four rounds, big time score, sixty six hundred bucks. I, leverage, I think you got to play him. Uh, I love Leishman at 6,300. I think Leish is a great play. 24th here last year. Not great out of 30 people, but it doesn't matter. I mean, like, the bonus points are going to do very little for you. You just need guys who are going to score and are going to be low-owned. And Leishman is capable of doing that. Finally, Aaron Wise and Kyle Stanley, for me, are both in play. Now, Aaron has never – this is obviously his first time out as a rookie on tour – but he reminds me a lot of Xander Shoffley, does he not? I mean, he's got the same skill set no, he, I agree. That, that, that Xander does. You know, won his first PGA Tour event. 
earlier this season, just like Xander did last year, comes in under the radar, and Xander wins. I think Aaron Wise has a skill set and the and the the balls to be able to do that very same thing. And at that price, uh, I think that's an interesting go. So, Aaron Wise would be another one for me. I really focused on on ownership and leverage. So I think that's the big key this week for sure. But my cash locks would be Rory, Hideki, Casey, and Cantlay. Those are some cash locks if you're going to play cash. Because I still think ownership is going to matter in cash this week. You cannot yeah, it is. overlook yeah. ownership in cash with 30 players in the field. Yeah, you just for can't. sure. Um, all right, Pat, it's one-and-done time. It is our final one-and-done pick of the 2017-2018 season. Now, i got to give a little update. You have been, you've had a steady lead on me for most of the season over at Guff's Corner and the one-and-done league. You've had a steady lead on me, but I've surpassed you. I've surpassed you because of my Hideki Matsuyama play a couple weeks ago, earning me like three hundred twenty-five grand. Um, so I am now ahead of you, six point four million. You have six point two million. I'm ahead of you by a hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. So you, you definitely have a chance. You're, you're definitely live. What are you going to do? So I, this is there's been a lot of thought put into this since uh, you since I saw that I was behind you, which really just ticks me off. I, I couldn't believe that that was the case. But there is a guy who we've talked about on this show tonight in uh, very high regard that I have not taken all year long. I was actually surprised when I went back and looked whether or not I had taken him. So I am going to take Mr. Tony Finau as my yeah. as my one-and-done pick this week. I love him. You know what? He's got great recent form. He's been playing fantastic. He's got the Ryder Cup already in the bag. So I think he's going to have a good week. I think this is a course he can win on. You know, he's been putting great this year, a lot better than he has in the past. So I'm going to go with some Finau as my one-and-done pick this week. Oh, man. Uh, that's, a, that's a great pick. That is a great pick. And I, I, I will say, yeah, I, I looked at him, and I, I had already played him, so it is what it is. Now, I, I do think this is something we haven't mentioned. You know, the top five guys control their own destiny for the FedEx Cup and the $10 million prize. So the top five guys ranked in the FedEx Cup right now are number one, Bryson DeChambeau, number two, Justin Rose, three, Tony Finau, four, Another Justin Thomas, like five, him. Justin Thomas. Yeah, so what I'm getting at is, like, those five guys have a lot to play for. All these guys have a lot to play for. But those five guys know, hey, if I win, it doesn't matter what everybody else does, I win the $10 million. Whereas everybody from that 6 to 30 spot, they have to win and other things have to fall in place for that to happen. Obviously, it gets more and more difficult the further you go down that list. So as you're making picks, you can consider that. Obviously, Pat's one and done. Tony Finau, third in the FedEx Cup standings. Controls his own destiny. Highly motivated to win that 10 mil and go ahead and win the Tour Championship. My player that I've chosen is also in that top five. In fact, he is numero uno. I have not taken Bryson DeChambeau this year. I am taking Bryson with my one and done, controls his own destiny. Man, think about all the science projects Homeboy could do with $10 million. I'm sure he would enjoy himself. Probably <laughs> get a real nice set of new beakers for, yeah, the, uh, yeah. for the spot, you know, for the, for the homestead. So there you go. That's my one and done. Hey, Pat, it's been a phenomenal show, phenomenal season. It's been a lot of fun. Hope you guys have had some green screens. Don't forget, 
all that we've covered in this podcast. You got the contest about Pat's French. You got mybookie.ag. You got Bad Birdie Golf, Fanshare, all that fun stuff. We appreciate those guys. We will be back at you with a Ryder Cup preview that you will not want to miss. Don't forget to download the Scott Hamilton episode. Listen to that. And, uh, yeah, may your screens be green, guys. Have a great week for the Tour Championship. See ya! Out! It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today it's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay Maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.